Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Screw the pre show. It's dead anyhow. <laughs> Hello, Hockey World. It's Tuesday, November 6, 2018. I'm Michael Agello on location. I'm Peter Tessier staring at snow. Wow. I'm Russ Cohen from Sportsology, and I ain't got no snow. <laughs> and I'm Eklund. You're watching Hockey Buzzcast on HockeyBuzz.com. It's the podcast that comes every Monday through Friday at this time to tell you in the comings and goings in the hockey world. i got to stop that call while it's coming in. Um, and, uh, yeah, today we have a going in the hockey world. Um, and, uh, a surprise, a big surprise, I think. Um, the timing's weird, but it's not a big surprise. Yeah. I mean, my camera's messed up one second. I'll be right back. But I think, it, I think it is a little bit, a little bit strange. I mean, I think that you know, more than anything, I mean, the biggest thing about Quenville being fired today, it has to do with the fact that, you know, here is a guy who will definitely get another job very quickly in the NHL, if he, as quickly as he wants one, basically. So, well, well, and I'll let Russ go on about this because I think he noticed it first when we were both at the draft uh, in Chicago in 2017. A lot of reporters noticed Joel Quenville basically stomping off the draft floor. Uh, and I, I believe it was when the Yarmolson deal was made. Yeah. And at that point, at that point, even though you know he's had all the success and he's won three cups, you know you, you started to see the, the you know the, the foundation of that team that won cups sort of being frittered away. And that was a player that you know you could you could get get away with three defensemen at certain points. You can't get away with two. Right. And and that was that was the problem. So he tra- he trades Yarmolson to Arizona basically as a salary dump, and replaces him with Connor Murphy. And I've been a critic of Connor Murphy because I just don't think he's that good. But the, the the long and the short of it was that was the first sign of any discontent between um, between uh, Quenville and Stan Bowman. Uh, and now we see what happened. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that I think that a lot of people really felt as if he was. Um, you know the Hawks were not going to do that well. It came out pretty good. I mean, but now when you look at it, they are they are six six and three. So they're basically six and nine, and um, you know, and they're out of the playoffs again. But they, you know, they did have a good start. Um, and I, you know, the one thing about the Hawks you always have to remember is they are a team that hates when publicity goes the wrong direction for them. At all, they are a team that absolutely has to keep the publicity roll ball rolling. You know, that's what they do. Well, here's the thing. I mean, like Mike said, at the 2017 draft, it's hosted in Chicago. The the Blackhawks trade Yarmelson. We all like, and I'm I'm down on the uh, draft floor, so I'm pretty close to the action. And I do see Quenville get up and leave, and he left and he never came back. And that's this like that's the home team host there, right? Now, granted, a coach doesn't mean anything at the draft, but I knew at that point we had a problem. And, and you knew that it was because one of his players left that he didn't like. And yeah. so from that point on, 
the relationship between he and Bowman has not been good, has not been good. And so it could have happened any time after that. So, like, I just think because they're winning right this moment, people are like, well, why now? Because he's winning. But there was, you know, things going on that it didn't matter what the record was. Right. There were, there were definitely, I mean, and when, when you, when you fire a coach of, of this magnitude, like a coach who's won three Stanley Cups, it's, there's always more to it than the record. You know, this isn't, right. this isn't about the record. This isn't about, there's definitely something else. There's, you know, and, and there's a, I mean, matter of fact, I mean, that Bowman and I think has made certain trades that Quenville has asked for that mm-hmm. haven't worked out. Um, but he's been a little bit bitter about it, you know, and I think that, you know, and I think a lot of that has to do with players that have come back to the team. You know, a lot of the players that have been brought yeah. back to the team over the years. But he liked it. The problem was, even though that was, that did happen, and I do believe you're correct on that, the problem was he liked his defensive core, and when that was broken up, he tried his best to make, you know, the Kentonies of the world and other guys work, but it didn't work for him. He's got to have certain guys that, that worked with his system. He had found those guys. Then all of a sudden they get capped out. So they got to trade them and he had a tar- hard time transitioning others into it. That yeah. was the, was the biggest, you know, issue that was going on with the Blackhawks. There, there's only one team in worse caps situation than the LA Kings. And that's the Chicago Blackhawks. Cause basically you, you have four key players in there and Two of them are certainly almost untradeable. The other two are tradable, but not without taking a loss. And you've built you; those are your core te- your core pillars of the team. Quenville can do a lot of things. There's no question he's a good coach. But when you can't, when the pillars are part of the problem, he can't coach around those and make them something they're not anymore. And you know whether he had a role in how the team was shaped or not. At the end of the day that team is married to those players because you're just going to have too difficult a time trading, trading them. So Bowman had no choice. Is it the right way of doing it? Well, I that's don't the know, question. but he, he, he really had no choice. Yeah. Well, that's the, that's the question here, Peter. Is this the opening salvo of the rebuild or is this just like, okay, we're going to bring in a young coach and hope he sparks you know, this veteran core that we, you know, that Bowman thinks is better than is actually playing right now. Now, I, you know, I don't know much about Jeremy Colleton, but he's 33 years old. He's just, he played, somebody was, a reporter was saying this morning, he played in the under 18s with Brent Seabrook. He's the same yeah. age as Brent yeah, Seabrook. Yeah, I've watched Colleton play more than a few times. Yeah, so, I mean, we're not talking about, and he, he's, he's coached one year in the American Hockey League and Rockford had a, had a decent year, but Still, we're talking about a neophyte as, as a head coach. Is is this just, okay, let's try something new. I, I, this is not an interim. They didn't say interim. They said he's the next head coach. So they're, they're, it sounds like they're going to go with him for uh, for a while until they see what, what happens. But, I mean, you look at that roster, and I think T- Kane and Taves are tradable, but why would they want to? There's the centerpiece players. And I think, you know, Brent Seabrook is completely untradeable with the salary that he's making and how far his game has, has uh, decompensated. And, and uh, I think they could trade Duncan Keith, but the thing is, is the will there to tear apart the no. remainder of the core? No, it's not. And look, Dalton will have help. He's, he's got a good, there's still a good group there as far as knowing what it takes and handling the room. And so I don't, I don't think there's any problem for Colton and like people pointing out in the chat room, he, 
you know, he developed people at Rockford. Uh, I don't know if, you know, like Matt says, Dylan Sakura is coming right up. I mean, I, I think you still got to give him some time. He's a little bit older than some prospects because he's from the college system, but I, I don't, I wouldn't rush him up, even though he is, he's a talented guy. Ed Soul's a guy, sure. Yeah, you could bring him up. I mean, they're going to have to do things like that. I, again, changing the coach doesn't make me think this is a playoff team. I still think they're going through a transition here, but better to go to th through the transition with a happy coach than a coach that certainly, you know, was on his last legs with this team. A lot of teams will want him. We could talk about that after. Well, and this, this is the interesting thing. Now, he was, I believe, the second highest head coach in terms of salary behind it, behind Babcock. He was making $6 million. He's under contract until the end of next year. So he could be essentially sit at home or go skiing or whatever he wants to do and, and, and collect his $6 million. Does he want to jump right in again like, like Randy Carlisle did a few years ago when he got let go by Anaheim or Bruce Boudreaux did when he got let go by whoever, because it's been a few teams he's been let go by, yeah. um, you know, or does he just want to wait for his perfect chance? And we can go through three or four teams that I think would maybe change their plans in terms of who, you know, firing their current head coach and maybe bringing Quenville in. It's a, he has the ability to pick and choose where he wants to go. You know, I got a bigger question, Mike. Behind you, they've got the 2% milk and cream, but they don't seem to have, like, skim milk. I mean, that seems to be a problem. Anyhow. <laughs> I think, um, I mean, when, when I hear Do you say skim milk? I thought everyone in the United States called it non-fat because I've gone into Starbucks down in the U.S. and asked for a skim milk latte or a skim milk, and they looked at me like I was insane. No, no, no. It's a there's a dividing line between the you know Northeast and other places for what you call certain things. Non-fat, non non-fat. Buffalo in the wrong place, but skim milk exists in a lot of other okay. areas. Good, because that's the correct way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Around here we have skim milk, so um. But I think that I think that the uh, you know to me this this Hawks team has has always been this particular Hawks team is two different teams. They're, you have the you have the lingering aspects, but you also have a really good young core, you know, and the young core is is what kind of excites me about them more than anything. I mean, this is a young, there's a good good young group with this team, in, you know, on this team. And, well, uh, there's yeah. a few there's a few good young players. Debrinket being one of the better ones, and you know, I mean, you know, Hayden and a few other other forwards, but really. The core of this team is still Kane, Taves, Saad, Heath, Seabrook, Crawford. It's now the thing is, is that that group, you know, Saad has not performed up to expectations since the Panarin trade. We know that Seabrook is sort of, you know, starting to show his age. We know Keith is not the same player that he was. Right. You know, I think Taves has come back. You know, he had a great start of the year, and and Kane is Kane. But right. you know, there's. I, I just don't know whether there's enough there outside of DeBrinket that make this team a, c a competitive team. I agree with Russ. I think they're a team that finishes out of the playoffs, and I don't know if this is Stan Bowman's answer to taking a stab at trying to like revitalize this the, the, what's there, or again, if it's a sort of a realization that we have to go into a different direction, and maybe they start trying to trade a piece or two off of this roster before the deadline. Yeah, I think they'll dip into the Rockford because they know the coach yeah. and hope that they could, you know, catch some lightning in the bottle. I think to get, think at some point this year that'll happen. Yeah, I think it will too. I mean, I think that, 
I, I mean, I, I don't necessarily agree that they, they, I think I think there's a lot of good younger players on this team, and you know, then then you're then you're letting on. And I I'm not denying that the core is there, but I, I the big question I guess that's going on within the Chicago fan base that I've been you know reading and people have been getting in touch with me from out there is is you know Quenville taking the fall for some bad moves that Bowman made, or I mean, yes. Is that the answer, or is are were those bad moves made because Quenville demanded them to be made? Made, and I think that's that's what I wonder. Like I wonder, well, coaches at Quenville's level, coaches at Quenville's and Babcock's level have say over these player moves. No, 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 no. Hold on. Yeah. At yeah. the end of the day, you are the GM, and you might put yourself on the line if the coach is closer to the owner than you. But you still don't have to make a deal that the coach wants to. Mike Babcock hasn't gotten everything he's wanted in Toronto. Yeah, and the and the actually the moves that Babcock has been advocating have been the one, the worst ones. The trading second round picks for fourth right. line centers when you're not a comp, not a a competitive team or not a Stanley Cup contender. In this instance. I don't think you could say that uh, that Quenville was responsible for the Armelson deal based on the fact that he was visibly upset when he walked. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.